Well, it's mid-November, and in Southern Ontario, that means we got our first real taste of winter. Just a few days ago, we had a major accumulation, the first of the year. Now, I know for those of you in the prairie regions, in the mountainous regions, in Atlantic Canada, you've already had a little bit of a taste. But for us, this is the first one. Welcome to Drones Over Canada's podcast, Season 2, Episode 3, Winter Operations. Today we're going to dive into icing, white balance, cold weather battery discharge, and even some environmental issues that might arise during cold weather flight ops. So stay tuned. A lot of what we'll cover on today's episode has been touched on in other episodes, but I really thought because it's the beginning of the winter season, it'd be beneficial to have a discussion about some of the specific winter operation considerations that we're looking at. Now, I'll first start off by saying a lot of this is going to be drone dependent. For the purpose of this episode, I'm going to talk generally about a readily available consumer drone, such as a DJI product. As we know, there's quite advanced drones out there, especially for commercial or military operations. A lot of them will actually have manufactured ways to get around some of these issues. As always, refer to your owner's manual for any drone-specific questions. Case in point is our first topic, which is aircraft icing. Now, we know the Canadian Aviation Regulations prohibit operations in icing environments. We have to adhere to what we call the clean aircraft concept, which basically means that the drone has to be completely free of any contaminants, including ice or frost. Now, I know for a lot of us, this might sound silly, because when would our our pass actually accumulate icing or frost? Unfortunately, it's not that simple. Even though you might take your drone out of your nice warm house and go to lift off, in the wrong conditions, you can actually start to accumulate ice right away. We've talked about why, but just to touch on this, a lot of the fast-moving parts of a drone, like the propellers, they're actually used specifically to create areas of high and low pressure. Now, that also changes the temperature, meaning even if you're in an ambient air condition of more than zero degrees Celsius, that propeller can actually create an area of cooler temperature. If you have the right conditions, especially a very moist air mass, fairly cool, when you lower it just below that freezing point, it can actually go ahead and accumulate ice. Remember from one of our flight operations podcasts earlier on in season one, we also discussed how the thinner the propeller, generally the more ice or the more easily ice can actually accumulate on it. So realistically, what can you do to prevent this? Anytime you have a temperature hovering around zero, all the way up to even 10 degrees Celsius, and you have a very wet air mass, you can tell by how close the temperature and the dew point are together how moist that air mass is. You really want to be careful. At the very minimum, go ahead and hover for a few minutes and see if you're noticing any ice buildup. In between battery changes, if you're doing a very prolonged operation, don't be afraid to have a look at the propellers and make sure that nothing's adhering. And if anything is adhering, make sure you pause your operation until conditions get a little bit better. 
Now, another time you might see it is in fog or freezing fog, sort of the same idea there. And of course, freezing drizzle or freezing rain. Anytime any of those conditions persist, you really want to stop your operation unless your drone is specifically allowed to operate in those conditions. If it is, generally the aircraft manual will have very detailed instructions on how to operate and how to remove that ice safely, whether it's a built-in de-ice or anti-ice system. As always, I really like to emphasize that it's important to read that owner's manual and understand it and operate within it, because that's the only way your certificate of registration is actually valid. If you're not supposed to operate in these conditions and you do, you have an incident, you will have to answer to Transport Canada, your certificate of registration will be invalidated, and generally your insurance will no longer cover you. So responsible drone flying really does mean listening and paying attention to the rules. Drone Air is an aerial services company based just outside of Barrie, Ontario, specializing in both commercial drone operations as well as drone education. They're on the approved flight school list issued by Transport Canada and are able to help you out with any of your RPAS requirements. Don't be afraid to reach out for them for more information or if you just want to explore the world of RPAS, there's no obligation and the courses are absolutely fantastic. They have both a basic course and an advanced course. They do have an online portion associated with both of those. As well, they use Zoom and Google Meets to really give you that one-on-one -on -one feeling. Each student has their own dedicated instructor that's available 24 hours a day with questions by email, text, or phone. The program is really set up so you'll be confident enough to actually go out and perform your operations, not just pass the Transport Canada tests. So if you're looking to get in touch with them, check them out on Facebook, facebook.com slash droneairtoday or www.droneairtoday.com. Alternatively, you can call or text them at 705-990-1091. Now in these situations, when the aircraft is operating in very cool temperatures, one of the big problems we're gonna have is quick battery drain. You've probably already experienced this, maybe in your car or your motorcycle. It's always hard to start in the cold, right? The chemical reaction that allows electricity to be converted from chemical really slows down with the cool temperatures. And eventually you don't even have the ability to create enough current to run your battery. That's why your battery in either your remote or your aircraft will have a minimum operating temperature. Now let's say you wanna operate, but it's just slightly warmer than the min operating temperature. There is some best practices that you can go ahead and take. The first thing, is keep those batteries warm. So if they're charged up and maybe you're doing a prolonged mission where you'll have to use more than one battery, ensure you keep those other batteries nice and warm. Maybe in your car, maybe inside your jacket if you're gonna need them quite quickly. There's old stories about in the bush, aircraft used to come in minus 40, minus 50 degrees Celsius. People would actually take the battery out of that aircraft and take it into the hotel or the cabin or the camp or wherever they're staying the night 
to make sure that battery was kept nice and warm. In the morning, they'd simply install it and start it up. Otherwise, there's a very good chance it wouldn't start in the morning. So treat those batteries in a very similar way. Baby them, keep them warm, and they'll perform as good as they can. Even if you do keep them warm, you will still notice the battery discharging a bit faster than normal, and that's normal, as we explained. Another thing to remember is any battery will have these restrictions. So you may have a different restriction from your controller to the actual aircraft battery. So keep that in mind as well. A few episodes ago, to kick off our second season, we are lucky enough to have Tim Veenstra on the show. Tim walked us through a lot of different photographic techniques. Now, one of the things we touched on then was called white balance, basically making your whites look white. Now, generally, for an average shoot in the summertime, it's not going to be as important, depending on your subject. In the wintertime, especially if you're shooting a landscape that's covered with snow, you are going to have to take some care to make sure that the whites look good. Now, one of the easiest things you can do is when you first lift off, find a white object, your garage door, a car. You can even have a white card specifically designed for this that you keep with you. Point it there, adjust your white balance on your camera using the manual settings so that that white card or car or object or anything you choose looks white. After that, it's very much set and forget it. You can then shoot normally and your pictures are going to look so much better because you have adjusted that white balance. Otherwise, depending on the sun and the ambient light, they can look grayish or, you know what, even a little bit too bright like a yellow, which isn't great. Now, if you'd like to review that podcast, don't be afraid to go back and check on episode one. We also put a few things up on the Facebook page you should be able to find showing different examples. The last topic we're going to talk about today are flight operations in cold weather, specifically in taking off and landing. The snow obviously makes a little bit of a problem. How do you take off in it? How do you land in it? Now you could walk around and search for somewhere to land, but you want to make sure you keep the R-Pass dry. What I suggest is that you carry a little bit of a mini tarp with your landing pad. You put that tarp down on the floor first, you put the landing pad on top of the tarp, you set up your landing zone however you do if you use cones or lights or anything that you might need. And now you have a nice dry platform that you can take off and land from. It also helps keep bystanders away because it's very obvious that there's something going on. Now if you haven't already bought a landing pad, I really do suggest you do. You don't have to go around and search for them, they are available on Amazon. So I've gone ahead and set up some affiliate links on the DroneAir website. So check out DroneAir at www.droneairtoday.com. And on the top, you can see products we recommend. There's a whole list of cool products that will really add to your drone operation, I think. Those are all products that I've used personally or my team's used. We all like them. And that's why we're, we're ready to recommend them to you guys. So don't be afraid to check those out. As always, if you haven't already, join our Facebook group called Drones Over Canada. You can reach me directly at dave at dronesovercanada.ca or post some questions to the group and we'll get a good discussion going. Thanks for listening.